most competitive guy. I, I mean, I would throw in Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Another edition of King and Foster on NRM Streamcast. Tom Azoway in our studios in Farmington. The boys at home today. We'll check in with Terry Foster first. T. Foss, uh, how was your Father's Day, man? It was actually great. You know, um, I thought it was going to be a dud because nobody mentioned Father's Day until like late morning. So I thought, man, they forgot about me. <laughs> but then um, in the early afternoon, there were gifts there and they uh, took me out where well, they brought dinner home. I didn't have to cook. I thought I was going to have to grill, which I have to do sometimes. But it was good. You know, the kids had some nice things to say about me said i was a pretty good dad <laughs> so that was good that's, <laughs> that's good. all i I'm needed glad. i'm glad you mm -hmm. needed that and jimmy you're out in uh, texas yet you got to spend it with your dad am i correct absolutely you got to spend father's day with my father for the first time in a while um so it was great um i also got a surprise well not a surprise but my uh my kids from detroit came down awesome and my oldest uh, from Missouri, from Joplin, Missouri, came. So it was a it was a family affair. We spent the whole day reminiscing and, and barbecuing. That's great, man. That's great. Beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. And uh, I had a great day my, as well. Kids got me an ice maker. They know I they know I like my ice. Now you got the refrigerator ice, and then you got regular good ice. Now, I'm, not, I'm not a refrigerator ice guy. I think that that's crap. I need real good ice cubes. What kind of ice? What kind of ice maker do you have, man? My kids got me this beautiful ice maker. I, I've, uh, it's an igloo, and you plug it in. You just pour that filtered water in, and it's. It, I just love watching that ice comes out almost within within ten minutes. You've got a, a tray of ice already. It's really hey, cool. Man, man. I got for you. Uh, you know the refrigerators you buy yeah they have ice makers too yes i know that i know that i know that. i told you terry i told you i don't like refrigerator ice i already told you that what's the difference it's, it's still no it's not water it's it doesn't matter it's not the same by the way my favorite ice is when you buy the bag ice from kroger or 7-eleven or any party store that's the best ice that you can get I never no, knew that not. there was a difference in ice. <laughs> Honestly. Baz, you're, you're giving us a, a, a crash course in the difference between ice. What is it? Is it the texture or the taste? Or what? Uh, yeah, what I think it? it's both, man. It's the texture especially. I love bag ice, the way it melts beautifully. It doesn't, like, wreck your drink. I'm telling you, man, there's a major difference. <laughs> you should start asking about it. By the way, the best <laughs> fast food ice is it's out there people line up to get ice from uh what's that drive-in place uh where you get you pull up sonic. and they wait huh sonic 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 you got it sonic yeah. but, but yeah, white sonic. castle white castle has great ice <laughs> yeah. i'm telling yeah, you actually, you're right about that white castle does have great ice that's all but there are ice stations down here in texas just like you drive into a convenience store. I like that. Or those um, remote ATMs that you see those little uh, standoffs in a parking lot or standalones in a parking lot. They have ice machines all 
throughout here. I'm, you know what, Mass? I'm going to pull up to one, take a picture for you. You do it, man. So you can check it out, you see if it meets your approval. You should bring back bring back a bag. Uh, you think it'll last on on the plane if you could bring me back a bag? Absolutely, I know how to do it. I'll get okay. some dry ice to freeze the ice. Out of it. Or you can go to Speedway, Kroger. <laughs> you know any other gas station right here? It doesn't matter. You guys can do it. That's fine. Sir. That's fine. Hey, you want to you want to poo poo my gift? To get the finest of the imported of ices. That's it, baby. Can't wait to get some from Iceland, even though I heard Iceland is not cold. That's all right. We'll wait, man. All right, Terry. Go ahead. Start it off. Uh, we, I think we got to no longer the owner of the Detroit Lions and um, her and her daughter. Uh, what's her name? Sheila. Sheila Hamp. Ford Hamp is now taking over. Now, the reason I, you know, say this is I was convinced that Martha Ford, the Lions were not going to win under her when she sent out that ridiculous letter saying that, well, you know, uh, Patricia and Quinn, you know, they have to be in playoff contention in December uh, to keep their jobs. And this dumb public said, oh, they're under a must win edict. No, they're not. They're under a. Let's just be the Detroit Lions of the past. Let's just be mediocre. Let's just be okay. And I'm okay with that. Maybe, maybe the daughter is going to have a little fire under her, which I thought the mom was going to have because the mom is a little bit of a, uh, a fire plug, but it didn't translate into being the Lions owner. Hopefully, hopefully the daughter has some kind of spirit under her and will – shake things up, and make this a winning franchise. Go ahead, Jimmy. Yes, let's get some new blood in there. Let's see if the daughter could do something a little different. I think the, the younger generation, um, what well, we're hoping, the younger generation um, has a little bit more of a, 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 football, a football acumen <laughs> than the past previous um, owners. So We'll see. We'll see. It's, you know, kind of sub- we're hoping it's a uh, situation like um, the bus family. And well, we thought we, we thought we had a good owner in waiting, Terry, if you remember. Bill Ford Jr. was the owner in waiting back in the day, and they kind of poo-pooed him and stepped all over him. <laughs> well, two words. You know why? Matt, Matt Millen. Millen. Yeah, right. I know. And. Me, you know, I'm the mean old guy. I tried to save Bill Ford Jr. The day that they announced that Matt Millen was going to be president of the Detroit Lions, um, it was at the um, the Marriott Hotel in Auburn Hills. Uh, after they made the announcement, I saw Bill Ford. He was in the back area, and I, you know, just talked to him, what's going on. And I said, Bill, now that you've announced Matt Millen as president, go out there now and say, you know what? I was just joking. He's not going to be the president. Uh, you know, it was a big mistake. So come back in three weeks, and I'll come back with a real president. And he kind of laughed. I said, no, I'm serious. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. I can't believe that you guys are doing this. He said, oh, no, Matt's a smart guy. He's going to figure it out. I said, Ugh. he can't learn on the job how to be president of an NFL franchise. It's a huge mistake. 
So I tried to save him, but like Joe Dumars, when I tried to save him with Darko, didn't yep. listen to me. What a shame, Terry. You you had that such insight yeah. on that, Jimmy. Did well, you? What did you think of the Matt Miller hiring? Terry, Terry's the nexus, as we just heard. We always known that Terry <laughs> was was he hangs with the Parliament, he hangs with the Queen. So why wouldn't he be able to have access to the Pistons and to the Lions and sit right next to the general managers and the presidents and owners of the team and and make decisions? Terry, I'm just upset that you weren't more forceful, knowing how you are. Uh, knowing your personality, I'm kind of disappointed that you um, you didn't get them to listen to you, and we would have been better off for it. So really, really reason, your fault. The reason I told Ford that is because um, one of Matt Millen's buddies was an NBA guy, and I got on the phone with him, and uh, he was you know I was talking about Matt, and he was almost crying. He's like, Matt doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, he's going to fail, and this is my boy, and I don't want to see this happen, and blah, blah, blah. So after that phone call, I ran into, you know, Bill Jr. and said, Matt, don't know what he's talking about, dude. Let's, let's go in a different direction. There were but, other guys that wanted to come here. Am I correct? You're correct. Uh, Bill Parcells huh. had offered himself to the Lions before. Wow. wow. Uh, Jimmy Green had offered himself to the Lions Tony Dungy wanted to be coach here and everything, but the the, the Lions have a history of just hooking up boys. Um, Russ Thomas was William Clay Ford's friend, his drinking buddy. Right. Why? What was the first thing out of their mouth when they hired Matt Millen? See if you remember know. this, Matt. Go ahead. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's we like him. That's not a reason to hire somebody to run your franchise because he's a good guy. And people around the league like him. I just thought when he came, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought, all right, you know what? I kind of like this move. This guy has been uh, a, a good football player, played for a lot of great franchises. He's smart. I've watched him on TV. He makes great an, you know, analytical stuff. And uh, I thought he was going to be a winner. I truly believed all right, it, they didn't get Bill Parcells. That's my guy. But they got Matt Millen. I, I like this move. I, I said that to myself, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like me who no, thought no, Maz, he was good. Maz, you can't say they didn't get Bill Parcells. They didn't want Bill Parcells. Because here, here, here's the thing about the Lions. If you're coming in like a bull in the china shop and you're going to be lopping heads and being a tough guy and everything – they don't want you. Right. Lions just want people that's going to come in and go with the program and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And so they thought they had that Matt like Millen. Kind of like the Cowboy. Yeah. They do the same thing. They wonder why they haven't won anything since the early 90s. <laughs> Me being down here in, in, back home in well, one of my homes in Dallas. <laughs> You know, you, you it's hard for me to see people trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm like, I mean, if you look at the power structure, it always points to the same people. It's the same with yeah. the Lions. But but check this out. You had Jimmy Johnson. And and here's here's the bad and thing about Jimmy Johnson. They got rid of him. 
You know why? Because he's a yes. little bit of an asshole. And he, he wasn't well, going along with the program. He wasn't kissing well, Jerry Jones' ass. So he then he got Barry's sister. But at the end of the day, if you're winning championships, isn't that the goal? Yep. It's the goal, but uh, let's look at the president of our United States. How do you <laughs> elevate yourself with him? Agree with him? <laughs> Kiss his ass. The same was with uh, Jerry Jones. The same with the Ford family. If you go along with the program, you're okay. You can keep your job for almost forever. But you, what the Lions need, and this is, you know, if Sheila Ford, Hamp is listening, they, need, they do need to get that guy going to come in, ruffle some feathers, and know what he's talking about. That's what they need to do. And a guy that will look you in the eye and say, no, I disagree. We're not going to do that. Absolutely. Somebody who's respected, knows the game of football. But, again, like we've been talking about, there's they, the history of the Lions has been that they won't hire anybody like that. So let's hope that the new regime would change that philosophy and we could get some uh, some new blood or, or or new philosophies up in in Detroit. Don't you that think don't, Sheila don't, was was pulling the strings for her mother for the past couple of years? I mean, of course she was. So it's you're not really well, getting well, a new owner. Then I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> but ultimately, I still make decisions. So if that's the case, then the Lions haven't haven't done anything. No, I don't. That's why I really didn't think it was a big deal. That this when I read this story, I'm like. Huh. I don't even really have to read what anyone's writing about the story. It means nothing to me. Yeah, you know, you, you, you're probably right. I'm trying, I'm trying to hope that <laughs> some change could be coming down the road. I mean, you never know. You know, there's no bigger lion slappy than me, Terry. I know, I know you're you're slappy, and I know you get mad at me because I don't believe in the product. No, you, and you the- do. I don't get I don't get mad because you don't believe in the product. I don't even believe in the product. I'm just I'm just a, a disappointed lion fan. I, that's just what I am. I'm like a loser. That's I'm a loser. Well. <laughs> Y'all gonna be sol again? Same old lions. Yeah, it is. It's, right. I see nothing different. You know, I know they had another great draft. You know how many times we've said, "Wow, they've had a great draft." I can't wait to see these players. And what happens? They flame out after one or two seasons, and they may go to another team and do well, but they just don't do well here. The scouting and player development. Yeah. Because as we've seen over the past 20 years, that we've get some ta- we get some talent. But when they leave, they go win championships. Yeah. They become, you know, all-stars or uh, pro bowlers. So it's, 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 it's sad. a disconnect yeah. between – yeah, the, the the findings and then the, the developing of the findings. There's something that needs to be reevaluated there. I, and, and you you might exactly. I had drinks with Brett Favre at the Super Bowl in San Diego, and I yeah, I said to him, "You must relish the the times you get to play the Detroit Lions. It must be okay. We got this win." He said. He said, "No, actually, he said they've got good athletes over there." He's talking about the Lions. He said. Schematically, nah, it's probably not the best thing. He says, organization-wise, probably not the best thing. But they do have good athletes over there. They're just not put in the best position to win. 
So this was from a competitor, and we were just kind of talking. I said, no, I'm not going to write it, even though I'm telling it to you guys now. That's funny. Terry's frozen in time again. We're going to have to see if we could uh, get Terry's uh, – to get him unfrozen, Jimmy. <laughs> so right now it's uh, it's you and me, and let's talk baseball. And they're trying it again. They are implementing a season. It's going to be a 60-game season, supposedly – Spring training will start July 1st. They'll start playing on July 24th. These are players. Some of these players, uh, Jimmy, won't even get paid this year because they're they're only getting 37% of their season salary if this 60-game schedule goes through. There are some players that already made their money, and they won't get paid for the rest of this year. How do you – how do they force you as an athlete to play when you said, no, we're not playing unless you give me this? Now, here, now here, here's, where the business, here's where the business comes in. And I think I see some, something or read something earlier this morning where uh, I think some of the players or the players' unions planning to sue uh, the league. So <laughs> so we're, we're going to see how this plays out. And, again, that's the type of leverage when you have when you have a strong players' union yeah. and the power – is is uh, respected within the players, and they exercise that right um, the way that they are. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And you have sixty games with thirty seven percent of your salary being played. That's a hard sell, especially with players who have already received their monies, and now you yeah. expect them to go train a camp and play go for through free. Process and play for free, yeah. basically, and that's that's why I just see the. Uh, is this going to be a, a knockout, you know, drag out? Because, uh, yeah, I, what I read this morning about, you know, the suit is it's this is just the beginning. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Now, some of these free agents that are people are going to be free agents, they're not going to play. And why should they? Because they can go out and get hurt and they're not getting paid. They get and, hurt. Yeah. Lose I, their value. Yeah. I mean, now here's the, some of the health precautions. Celebrating with teammates is not allowed. Players and team personnel that aren't playing in the game, they'll sit in the stands with social distancing. Here's the kicker in baseball. No spitting, no tobacco, sunflower seeds in the playing area or dugout. I mean, come on, man. In baseball, there's no spitting. I'm fouling the suit, too. Come on. What are they talking about now? You can't (laughs) – You can't chew sunflower seeds. See, this is what I was afraid of when we were talking a month and a half ago when I was talking about wait until you see what they're going to do with our freedoms. Are you kidding me? You're going to have the guys sitting. They can't hug each other. They can't touch each other. This is so overblown at this point. However, (laughs) if that's what they got to do to get back to playing, um, as a player, as a player, they, again speaking as a from a player perspective, I don't care. Whatever we got to do to get back on the field. However, some things are just a little bit uh, too far fetched, and this sounds a little too far fetched for me. Hey, listen to this, Jimmy. A ball will be disposed from the playing field once it has touched multiple players. So they're going to have like a new baseball almost every pitch. Post-game showers are discouraged, as well as ride shares. Players will be screened for their temperatures multiple times a day 
and tested for COVID symptoms multiple times in a week. Two negative tests will be required for a player to return to the field. So let's say you get sick, you probably have to go and uh, quarantine yourself for a couple of weeks. I I just don't see how any sport, Jimmy, how is any sport going to come back, man? Really? I'm asking you this. No, not not from not from not being able to move forward in this format is not going to work. It's too uh, difficult. It's too convoluted. It's too difficult, and it could change. Um, again, I think they're just throwing stuff out there. They don't really know what to expect in the future, or they're doing a poor job communicating on. Um, uh, on, on the uh, the way that we need to function as a society, because it seems like it's all over the place between all different sports, uh, all different venues of society, where you go to a restaurant or if you go to a bar, if you go to um, uh, a park or a pool, like they're all different types of rules. You go skating, bowling, like it's all different. It's all over the place. So again, I, I, it's, <laughs> I, and and I and I go back to this, Mass. This is why I say this. There's a difference between coronavirus and COVID, and that's what I want people to understand. What is it? Because they keep saying COVID. Okay. Right, and that's why I keep asking. Okay, what is COVID? All right. And everybody keeps saying it's coronavirus infectious disease. Well, that's really redundant because that's just in the coronavirus. So what is COVID? And COVID stands for Certificate of Vaccination ID. And the 19, that's why people need to study their numerology. The one is A and the nine is I, is artificial intelligence. And if you look back and you do your research, you look and you follow um, COVID-19, you see that there's a patent on it. So it's a man. Anyway, we're not getting too deep with that. It's it's a it's a <laughs> that's what COVID is. So it seems to me like they're pushing this COVID, and it's a man-made disease that's patent. And so that there is a monetary play behind it where they're going to come with this um, vaccination that everybody obviously needs to take because it's overtaking the world. And that's where I caution everybody. Now, here's the kicker. Let's go to, let's take basketball, for instance. And all these hotbeds now are starting to happen down south. And your state, Texas, is now being affected by it. South Carolina, Uh Florida. You know, you go out west, Arizona. You hear all this. So how are they they even going to play basketball? Do you think they'll be able to play basketball? Um, I'm hoping to be able to play basketball, but if you can't hug in baseball, what are you going to do in basketball? You're 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 coming you're in contact each other. with somebody yeah. every play. So I don't, you know, that's why I'm saying you hear all these different things between different leagues, and you're like, okay, if they're going to play basketball, the basketball schedule has been laid out. If they're going to play basketball, and they're going to be bumping and grinding and sweating on each other. And 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 that's fine. Then how does it not work if you just spitting in a general area, chewing sunflower seeds, and you're fully clothed, and you hug a player, yelling. or even a fist bumper? 
when when you, you know, yell, Jimmy, when you yell, droplets are coming out of our mouths. Like, that's just the way it is. It's, it's always going to be like that. So that's why, like, it's very scary to the point that it's, it's the information and the methodology in which they want us to function now is being presented. It's very scary. That's why I encourage people to do your research and you understand how to combat the coronavirus. COVID is something else. I thought it was just a short short name for corona. That's what I thought COVID was. I thought it's one and the same. That's what a lot of people, it's just for instance, like when you go to the doctor and they give you a prescription, right? It's always this big long name that you can't pronounce, yeah. but they just say the lamest term is just for this, but you don't even really know what that is. It's the same thing. They put right. they make up those words to confuse you. It's not it, there's no other reason for it. And if you, you you talk to doctors or you talk to you know people in the medical field, there's really no reason for those names. Um, they identify, I guess, you know, certain uh, diseases or treatments or uh, origins. But at the end of the day, there, it's the the language doesn't translate for us to understand exactly what it is that we're taking. That's why when we see those commercials and they run down the line and they say the side effects are blah, 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 blah. worth taking it. That's not even worth taking it. I know. Exactly. Taking so it is worse for you than if you didn't take it. Yeah, I, I skip your natural defenses and go straight into your bloodstream to infect you. Stay woke, King and Foster listeners. Hey, Terry's uh, awoke, by the way, and just in time for us to end the show, by the way. So, Terry, stay there. Don't move. We got a signal. We see you. Hopefully nobody will call in and knock you off. So stay tuned. More King and Foster coming up next. Lots to talk about. Thanks to David and Angel behind the glass. This is Tom Mazaway, NRM Streamcast right here. Uh, King and Foster, more of us coming up next.